Hello, spider people. I am Brian. And I'm John. And you are listening to another episode of the Tarantula Way podcast. So how's it going, John? Okay. And yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. What, uh, anything new happening in your spider world? Uh, I got a very special birthday coming up, but I'm going to elaborate on that in a future episode. So wait for it. Oh, something to look forward to. That's good. That's good. Uh, so, you know, the last episode, we kind of maybe got a little bit ahead of ourselves. So today we want to kind of go back to the basics and tell you a little bit about ourselves. And then we want to answer the question, why the hell did somebody want a tarantula as a pet? Okay. We turn this down so you don't hear my notifications on my computer. <laughs> I'm like looking all around thinking I'm getting notifications, but I'm not that popular. Um, yeah. So uh, why don't you, John, uh, tell us how you got into keeping tarantulas and then uh, breeding and all that kind of stuff. All right. Well, it was dark that day. No, um, actually, I uh, got a job at a pet store when I was uh, ooh, 18. <laughs> and yeah, I saw, I saw a bunch of rose hair tarantulas they had. And I was like most people, I was under the impression that they were like uh, these deadly creatures that would kill you and suck all your blood out. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, I, I quickly found out that people could, you know, interact with them, even hold them. And they were very interesting to me. So I took one home the first day uh, <laughs> of my job. And within a year, I had over a hundred. <laughs> wow. We're here, huh? Yeah. I bought, I bought, uh, back then I was buying two of everything I didn't have. If I didn't have it, I bought two. <laughs> so the I pretty much, or... well, no, I couldn't sex them. I just wanted to buy two of them. <laughs> no, oh, I mean, but, but hoping to get a pair. Um, yeah, no, I didn't know. Yeah, no, I didn't know anything about breeding them or anything like that. I just, you know, just got to, um, and so basically I was working for tarantulas. <laughs> <laughs> all, all my paycheck was going to tarantulas. And I mean, as far as I know, I might still hold them for some tarantulas. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. What about, uh, what about when you were a kid? Did you, did you have, uh, you know, fascination with like bugs or reptiles? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to spend like from sun up to sundown in the backyard with uh, jars. My uh, grandmother used to sell like, I mean, save me like uh, all of the empty jars, like the mayonnaise jars. Mayonnaise jars yeah. Back when they were, you know, when they were all like the big glass jars. Yeah. And yeah, I would, I would, yeah, no insect, no invertebrate was safe for me in that backyard. I, would, I caught everything. <laughs> and then I, I got to the point where, you know, I figured out they were dying in these jars. So I, I wanted to try to set up someplace for them to live. And yeah, my mother didn't like that so much because I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if they things weren't as accessible as they are now, or it just didn't make them or nothing. But I was like, 
I figured out how to poke holes in like cardboard shoe boxes. And um uh I had a cricket farm <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on the back porch. And so <laughs> we got a big we got a big storm and yeah, I snuck the cricket farm in the house because I didn't want them to drown. <laughs> and, and quickly found out I caught some pretty some pretty gnarly crickets and they chewed their way out. Yeah, they'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had crickets all over the house. Needless to say, my mother was not not pleased with that. So um yeah, that's pretty much pretty much my experience, how I got started. Uh I've always always been fascinated with bugs and all that sort of thing. How about you? Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty much uh, the same way uh, as a kid. Uh, when I was in like I don't know first, second, third grade, I lived in uh, in an area. Uh, it was in like a townhouse, I guess, and it was it was in phase one. So they were going to build more of this complex, and uh, but they they the the land that they're going to build was still raw. It was still forest basically mm -hmm. so all around me was forest i was just always playing in the woods just just uh grabbing playing with turtles and bugs and spiders and grasshoppers and anything i could catch I, it was in a bucket in my basement or in a jar or something <laughs> <laughs> my mom said my mom said okay you can, you can keep whatever you want just no snakes didn't have any snakes so wow. uh, and then uh, and then uh when i was a little older I found places like uh, a pet store called the Black Lagoon uh, that was kind of a, a long bike ride. I went for a long bike ride and I found it by accident. I went in there and they had all kinds of reptiles and stuff. And then a place disappeared and I found the, the, the fish pond. I lived pretty close to that. I found that and used to ride my bike up there every once in a while and, and uh, check out all the cool stuff they had up there. Um, but I couldn't really get anything at that time. Right. And then when I was in my... Uh, my mid to late 20s i found savannah which was like four blocks from my house and uh not only was it like the ones that i saw when i was a young kid that i hadn't seen in a long time but it was even better because he had bats in there and i was like no way bats <laughs> i could play a bat it's so cool but uh i was just amazed that you could get like a, he had mexican fruit bats and they were really cool um but that was a short-lived thing I, I think something happened you couldn't get those anymore was the immigration uh, thing or something from Mexico? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Okay. But uh, <laughs> they built a wall or something. I don't know. But, I was uh, waiting for you to go there. <laughs> I, I said it. I teed it up for you. I wasn't going to say it, but I teed it up for you. <laughs> Whatever. They, uh, anyway, so I uh, ended up uh, really getting into geckos and then. Uh, uh, I got a part-time job working there and I was basically working for geckos. And then somehow I got, he started getting Funny how that happens. Yeah. He started getting tarantulas in from a guy named Bryant Capice, who was pretty much the godfather of tarantulas in the country, at least in our area. And, uh, he started this with pretty much I just, all of us. I just poured a sip out on the concrete. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, RIP, uh, so anyways, yeah, he was, we were getting giant tarantulas cheap as heck in that, in, 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 uh, and then we were getting baby tarantulas and what as well. So, uh, I bought a, uh, $5 tarantula. It turned out to be an OBT and, uh, that was my very first tarantula. And my second tarantula was a rose hair. So your first and, was uh, an OBT. 
Yeah, my first tarantula was an OBC. Well, my first lizard was a Toke Gecko. <laughs> well, yeah, that was my first lizard, too. <laughs> yeah, and that's the meanest damn thing you can get, I think. So it's like the OBC of lizards. Yeah, but they're cheap. They, well, they were cheap. <laughs> and that's why OBTs are cheap. Because, right. You know, they're well, now, now tokes they have all kinds of morphs and stuff, but that's beside the point. Yeah, now they're yeah, but I digress. Yeah, yeah right. you can get right. tokes for thousands of dollars now. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean that was my introduction into tarantulas, kind of an accidental introduction, and then seeing all the stuff that was coming into the pet store was just crazy. I mean, adult green bottle blues, adult Zanestis amanis. There, he was paying fifty bucks for monsters Zanestis amanis. Oh yeah. And, uh, and selling them for a hundred bucks, and and there was well, all that dude, stuff. And no, he was these. he was probably paying less because my my story uh, about Brian Capiz involves Zanestis Amanis, and I was buying. I bought one for sixty bucks retail, and it was a oh. huge one. Um, and it molted out, of course, the next because I didn't know how to sex them back then, so it molted out. Well, maybe he was. Maybe Mike was selling them for fifty bucks. Probably. Might have been. Maybe he was paying like twenty five bucks and selling for fifty or or maybe even less, who knows? And that was they were monsters. Yeah, that was my first um experience with shipping tarantulas was uh, after my uh Zenestis Amanis uh molted out mature male, then oh. I had nothing to do with it and I saw this saw this person. And as a matter of fact, I was I, I had signed up on I was still working at the pet store and we were just getting um Back then, you'd get letters, like flyers, as far as um, new businesses and wholesale businesses. And the one was arachnocentric. And I just right. called I called him on the phone. It was Brian Capiz and asked him, uh, you know, what could I do with this thing? And he was, like, excited about it because. Um, oh, sure. Well, yeah. So taught me how to. A million giant females there. Right. So he talked me through uh, shipping this thing to uh, Illinois. And then I knew how to ship tarantulas after this. Well, okay, I knew how to get that when they're alive, but there, there's, there's a things have evolved since then, for sure. Oh right, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. Right. So that I mean, I started out with babies because the uh, even though I've been messing with spiders my whole life, I mean, we don't have anything that big here, so I was a little intimidated by the adults. So uh, I started out with babies, and then uh, my third tarantula was like a two-inch. Uh, uh, Mexican red rum, right? And that that uh, you know, and then I grew all those up, and then I was I was pretty much hooked after that. I was buying them all the time. Now, not you say that we don't have anything that big here, but I don't know. I hear a lot of stories from a lot of people who say that they have a garage filled with tarantulas. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and the wolf spider is big as their hand, and. Uh, the fishing spider is big as their head. Well, fishing well normally, the, normally the fishing spiders are the tarantulas that are in the <laughs> Well, I understand. Because <laughs> we don't have tarantulas in Michigan. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not, not happening here, unfortunately. Well, then that yeah, kind of makes, <laughs> makes your website like a lie. <laughs> if we don't have tarantulas in Michigan. I have tarantulas in this field. Oh. I have wild tarantulas in this oh. okay. Let me be clear. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's kind of my story. Um, and then John and I have been friends for like 20 years. And, and uh, he, he's, he bought tarantulas for me. And, and because I 
had a buddy that said, Hey, you know, you just bought that, uh, that scorpion for twenty five dollars. Uh, I get them for my wholesaler for five of them for twenty five dollars. So I really just wanted one or two. You know, oh, you could sell the extra ones on my table, and then there I was. Hey, I can get my spiders a little cheaper. This is kind of cool. I can get my bugs kind of cheaper. Centipedes and scorpions and, and, and tarantulas and stuff. And then, and then you just start researching tarantulas, man, and all the different things that are that are out there. And, then you find places you can actually get these things and then it's just it's out of control. <laughs> yeah, and for I, your my name is Brian and I am a tarantula holic. Hey, absolutely. You're a hoarder, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the way you are. Yeah, we need, kind of a hoarder. need to do an intervention at some point. Well, I have to have some for the public and some for me. The problem is, is that with during the intervention, I'll be like taking all of the and then I'll become the order. <laughs> yeah, it's very addicting. It can be very addicting. So, well, yeah, that's uh, pretty much our story. And right. uh, you know, so we get asked this all the time as people who stand at reptile shows for hours and hours. Um, talking to uh, regular people who don't keep tarantulas or whatnot, walking by our table, like, who the hell would want one of these tarantulas, a big hairy bug for a pet? And so, you know, we thought we'd try to share, you know, kind of pros and cons of why somebody would want a tarantula. Or maybe somebody who hears this podcast and don't have a clue about it, uh, never thought about owning a tarantula or, or whatnot. So, 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 John, what are, some of the pros, what, what are some of the pros of keeping a tarantula? Okay, so we're going to go with pros and cons and then uh, maybe maybe touch on what's, I don't know, what it first initially attract, attracts you to them in the first place. But yeah, as far as um, pros, um, I think ease of maintenance probably was, is a good one because if you're somebody um, that, you know, maybe even, especially maybe if you're somebody that maybe has a mobility issue or something like a physical limitation or something is if nothing's easier than keeping a tarantula i mean i can't honestly or you just work a lot and you work a lot work right work right kids in school and stuff like that i mean just a busy life i mean right busy, so. yeah absolutely it's a it's a very easy low maintenance like not much work pet um Boy. as a matter of fact i honestly can't think of another pet that is easier I'm trying to think no, of. I, I don't think there is a easier pet. I, a cricket, maybe. I'm sure someone out there, uh, among our three listeners, is <laughs> like chomping at the bit to tell us <laughs> why we're wrong about this. But yeah, so I'm going to just say, <laughs> I'm just going to say to be safe that it's if it's not the easiest, it's the next easiest one. So <laughs> I don't know what that other one is, but yeah, they are super low maintenance. I mean. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I tell people all the time, you can, oh, my son, that's my son. He's super excited because a new Fortnite season has started. <laughs> well, heck, what the heck are we sitting here talking about tarantulas for? Right, man. We got to get on PS4, man. Um, <laughs> Thank no, you. the, the, uh, another, another thing, uh, pro for me would be, uh, well, I guess this could be a pro and a con. 
is because taking care of so they they're very collectible and i guess that could be good and bad um they lend themselves very well to being collected because again the ease of maintenance like taking care of one tarantula is not much different than taking care of 10 tarantulas it's, pro- it's pretty much you know you buy buy some crickets and, every once in a while and you can keep uh 10 tarantulas in the space of one tarantula pretty much i mean <laughs> when as long as they're not in the- occupying the exact same space but yeah <laughs> right but, you know uh, if you have a shelf that's occupying one space, you can keep many tarantulas in that one space. Absolutely. And you can, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter what kind of tarantula, you can keep multiple uh, types of tarantulas in one space. And a lot of room. Yeah, right. That's what I was going to say. And also, they're quiet. So you don't have to worry about them uh, making a bunch of noise during your podcast, for, for instance. Right. <laughs> Like my lizard behind me trying to get out of his cage scratching on the screen. <laughs> or when my dog decides to break down the door <laughs> yeah. because he sees a yeah. squirrel. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And I've always got a cat around me meowing. Too, so who knows? And I guess it would be a good, a good, a good apartment, Pat, you know, long as, long yeah, as. Are, well, well, that's a pro and con too, because. I did start in an apartment with mm-hmm. uh, my tarantula collection. Right. And uh, when the maintenance people come, you got to hide them or they tell you you need to get out. <laughs> well, if, you when you have 4,000 of them, <laughs> when you, if you just I, have one or two, but if you have 4,000. At that time, I only had one little shelf with uh-huh. four tiers on it. Uh-huh. only you know a few tarantulas on it but uh you know they figured out but i i had them in glass cages i had a couple of them in glass cages with decorations and whatnot and then a couple of them in plastic tubs and then there was a few small ones in deli cups or whatnot but you know the maintenance people come in when you're not home and they they uh you know change your furnace filter twice a year and they you know, do whatever they got to do and they send you a note saying they're coming and you say oh huh. they'll never see these yeah no way they're nosy they're gonna look at everything and they see that, and then they're going to go tell their people, and they're going to send you a letter. And <laughs> so, you, you spe- you, it. it sounds like you're speaking from experience. Yes, I am speaking <laughs> from experience. The pain in the butt. Because twice a year, I had to take my tarantula somewhere. And the larger the collection got, the worse it got. So I had to get out and get a house. And even then, that didn't really help <laughs> every time. You know, maybe maybe somebody could, you know, start some type of, uh, I don't know, where 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 people could interact with other keepers that you know. But yeah, no, that's 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 asking too much. <laughs> Never mind, bad idea. <laughs> oh, I wonder where, where where we could have that happen. Yeah, exactly, bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just a thought. What else you got as far as pros? uh pros oh man uh i mean they're just great it's it's, uh the low maintenance i mean like i always tell people you can basically go on vacation for two weeks and not have to worry about your tarantulas too much uh Mm -hmm. that's a that's that's like a real big pro uh space is a really big pro uh they're really fun to feed Mm -hmm. uh people love to make videos uh a lot of people are 
making money with their YouTube channel. So taking a lot of beating videos and stuff. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, and then just for me, like going on the internet, researching all the different types of species, seeing all the colors, shapes, sizes, all the different countries they come from. It's just like, you want them all. They're like Pokemon. You want to collect them all. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't, it's hard for me to think of too many cons though. <laughs> oh, I can, I can think of some. Oh, you have a list? Oh, well, I have one, one thing in particular it comes with a, a small story, but uh, a lot of people, and it can't, I guess it could also be uh, a pro as well, depending upon how you look at it and how, how social you are, but uh, that was the next thing I was going to say. Yeah, say yeah. Some people, some people uh, are not going to be thrilled with your your selection of pets as far as the tarantula. If they know that you have it in in your house, then they're not coming in your house, which can be good or bad. But I've lost a cable guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he, he ran out. When you need he, to have work done in your house, he ran out of my house and never came back. He left some of his tools, so I guess that was a pro. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, and also dating, um, that can sometimes be a be a, a con. <laughs> um, that is true. If you if you if you're dating and you bring a girl home and you don't mention the tarantulas, and then after she's in the door and then sitting on the couch and you mention you have tarantulas, they jump up and run away from. Well, okay, so my story before you even see them. Well, my story, actually, it didn't get as far as the couch. <laughs> you see? It's a, it's I got... Sometimes that don't even work. Yeah, no, this wouldn't work. It was a, it was a, it was a blind date. Somebody, somebody set me up with this. This, this oh, woman. yeah, you should definitely mention it. Blind date. Well, I, didn't, I just didn't think it was important. I, I only, at the time, I only had, you know... It, I don't even know one. I don't know. It could have been it could have been it could have been a half of a tarantula. <laughs> it didn't matter. Um, but yeah, she uh, we went came back to my house and uh, she saw it and 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 uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> I had to take her, take her home right then. She called our mutual she called our mutual friend on the phone. During the car ride, <laughs> why you didn't tell me he had all them things in his house? <laughs> That's great. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, I was that. Say it's a pro or con because you know it's a lot easier to keep them family members you do it want over our way. Well, yeah, that's a pro though. <laughs> that's a pro. <laughs> it keeps know. away unwanted family members. Yes, it keeps away, and sometimes wanted family members too. But that's all right; it's better privacy that way. Wait, they make wanted family members. Yeah. <laughs> Some people want to see their family. Oh, oh well, yeah. Everybody's not antisocial <laughs> like me. Right, right. I tend to be a little antisocial myself. I like to hang out with my family and my chicken. But yeah, okay. So, so I mean, so there's a lot of reasons why somebody would want to keep a pet like that. Other people are just really fascinated with bugs, but I have turned a lot of people on to tarantulas. I like one of my favorite stories is, is uh, after reptile show one time, I am just 
not very busy. It was, it was early in the show, so people are mulling around, looking at the tables, they're not buying yet. And uh, I'm watching the people, and I see a gr- I see this group. I see this girl, and she's like with two other people, and she kind of veers off from the pack, and she's looking around, and she comes over, looks at my table, and it takes her a second to realize what it is, and then she says eek and runs away. And then I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And I pull out a little tiny blue Versicolor, Carabina Versicolor. And I'm like, look at this. And she was, yeah, she was a few feet away, but she saw that it was blue on my finger. And she just kind of floated back to my table. She said, ooh, it's blue. And, and uh, it, it, it's, I got her to hold it, and, I, and it, but it moved a little fast for her, and it kind of scared her. And I, I just happened to have picked up a uh, adult female uh, pink zebra beauty, Ucampus serratus. And, uh, and I said, well, look at this spider. And I picked it up and it didn't move. It didn't twitch. It didn't do nothing. Just kind of sat in my hand. And then I picked it up and I put it in her hand and she stood there and she held it for like, I don't know, 15 minutes. And then she's calling her mom saying, I'm bringing this thing home. I don't care what you say. And then, uh, and then, uh, she's like, I don't know, let me think about it for a little bit. And then she, she went off and then she came back five minutes later and bought that tarantula. She had no inkling of taking even looking at a tarantula that day but she went home with an adult female pink saber beauty and they lived happily ever after as far as i know <laughs> never saw her again. <laughs> <laughs> all right so but, uh yeah uh you know so uh, just they can be you just have to be educated you just have to know a little bit about them and they seem a lot less scary just, just a little bit of knowledge goes a long way. Absolutely. Knowledge is power. <laughs> so speaking of knowledge, why don't we get into our unhelpful guide on tarantula? Okay, okay. And today's uh, species is going to be, John? My personal favorite. My favorite species. Coquilotheria regalis. Thank you, Sifrin, for saying it properly. <laughs> <laughs> and what do we know about this spider? Uh, it was named po- after the ancient Greek uh, Poikilos for spotted therian. Um, I think I'm saying that correctly. For wild beast and regalis means royal. So basically it's a royal spotted wild beast. That's Pocock 1899. So that's that's the name. Okay. And uh, so description? Yep. Description. Description. So I, I like to see, uh, yeah. All right. Well, that was really intelligent. <laughs> so they're a tree spider. So they have the body style of a tree spider. Tree spiders have a different body style than a terrestrial spider and uh, a different uh, body style than a fossil spider. Correct? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so they have the body style of a, uh, of a tree spider. Um, and they, uh, they have, uh, Really nice coloring. They have bright yellow underneath their legs. They have brightly colored toe pads. Under the, the, uh, the front forelegs is bright yellow. Under the front forelegs, right. Yeah. 
and uh, they have uh, a real nice uh, black and white pattern on the top of them, their carapace and their abdomen. Anything else to add to that? Uh, they they have a distinctive uh, white band oh, across band. that the ventral band. side of the abdomen. Yeah, right on the ventral side of the abdomen. There's a mm-hmm. wide, what do they say, tan band? White. Yeah, it's a wide band. Yes, yeah, it's, it's light colored. Yeah, light colored wide band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and they uh, get rather large. Yeah. I've and had the max sizes seven, eight inches. So all the every source I've seen says you know seven inches plus. I think I've seen a leg span of one that was probably eight and a half. Probably okay. Yeah, they're they're a large spider, mm-hmm. and they're uh, a little bit aggressive. I'd say they're more defensive than aggressive. Yeah, um, they're more likely to run and hide in their home than to uh, confront you. Yeah, they're very fast. You have to chase them down. If you, had, you have to chase them and kind of corner them before they will uh, confront you. But uh, they won't hesitate if you do that. Yeah, they're very fast. Um, I think that the horror stories and the aggression stories are a little bit exaggerated from my experience. I don't know. Um, yes, I know. I agree. I agree. Most pokies are uh, uh, aggression is, is exaggerated. They're, almost, I can't think of any that I own. I've owned many different species of them. I can't think of any that would rather uh, confront me than to just run and hide real fast. Yeah, normally, I mean, you'll get specimens that are like that, but um, normally, like I remember trying to take a, get a picture of a threat display. And oh, I remember that. Yeah, I took like probably a dozen adult females of all different species, including regardless. And, and you were taking them I bothered like, the heck out of them. The oh yeah, like I pestered that. the heck out of them and I got, I finally got, I think, an Ornata to give me like a, a lazy threat display. And now, other times, one will just run out and do it anyway. But, you know, you just, you don't know. <laughs> but they're yeah, not that, that bad. To me, that, that seems more like with a juvenile. A juveniles mm-hmm. could be a little iffy sometimes. Um, but once they're adults, I mean, I, I mean, a lot of adults, not, a, I wouldn't say a lot, but I've had some adults that would even, I could open the lid and go in there and they stay right on the glass and they don't run and hide real fast. Uh, Other ones, I just catch the lid and they're gone. So I don't even have to worry because they're already hiding. But we are getting a little into maybe care or something or behavior right now. But, and I wanted to quickly touch. So, well, we think we're done with the description, correct? That's about, unless you had something else to add. No, no. Okay. So location or where found in the world is, uh, India in from what I understand I've, I've never been to India but from what I've read uh, uh, hollow hollows in trees yeah basically. holes in all trees. trees yeah so, yeah, so they're, um, they're opportunistic uh, yeah. homemakers they make homes in, in uh, hollows and trees and they fill them up with webs and stuff and uh, and uh, you know they a lot of people think they eat birds, but mostly they eat large flying insects. Exactly. Up there. And, uh, and uh, I mean, the habitat is hot and humid. Would you say that? Yeah. Well, yeah, so they have a, India, I know in some parts from what, again, I've never been there, but I know they do right, have right. Uh, rainy, rainy seasons and dry seasons as well. 
I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, as they don't get cold like us, usually the dry season is kind of like their winter. Right. Where, where the, if they're going to, you know, go without food or whatever for a while, that would be the time that they would do it. Where the food would be a little scarce and, uh, and they would maybe do like a somewhat of a hibernation type thing. And if anybody has, uh, you know, please feel free to correct us if we're wrong about the habitat or anything else for that matter, you can contact us at, uh, constructively could criticism is, is fine. Don't no need sure. to be mean. Though. Some people get mean and I know we haven't got any yet, but I, I know they'll come. So I'm just warning you. At the Tarantula <laughs> Way, the Tarantula Way podcast on Facebook. <laughs> Be nice, people. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But you can, yeah, definitely. You can contact us at the Tarantula Way podcast on uh, on Facebook. Um, and we'll give other ways to contact us later at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Um, so where are we at now? Uh, well, we kind of we kind of covered habitat, so with location. So next on my list as a keeper rating so we have to decide and we should tell the people while we do that what 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 kind of rating system are we going to do for for keeping and what is it going to consist of so basically um and we'd love your input on this as well um what we loosely have come up with is that we were we want to know whether the particular species was good for beginners or intermediate level or more advanced keepers and we were going to assign them uh, rating names and we figured we'd do something a little different and so for a little for some for something uh, that we considered a, a good beginner one we'd give it a padawan rating and for something that is a, a more intermediate level we were going to give it an apprentice rating and then we were going to give uh, the master rating for something a little more difficult and for something that we figured you needed to be uh, very, very, very advanced that we were given at the emperor rating. Now, if you if you guys can come up with something different or had any other suggestions, please feel free. Uh, to let us know. Too nerdy for you, let us know. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so what, what kind of level rating uh, would you consider this spider to be? For me personally, I would say I would give it a, a master rating just because um, while I don't, I've read uh, mostly anecdotal, I would assume, reports of uh, yeah. its venom being uh, medically significant. I've never had one even uh, really attempt to bite me, but... I mean, just in case, I'd hate to have somebody that, you know, for one, you need to really, I mean, obviously it's not a beginner because you need to, it, it moves really yeah. fast. They're really fast. Yeah. And you it have to. really fast. Yeah. It needs a little more care than something like yeah. a, a, a more beginner spider. Yeah. You need I mean, to not that much more care, but a little more, a little more knowledge and experience for that one for sure. You need to be familiar with how tarantulas move <laughs> and how a fast tarantula yeah. moves before you before you get tackle something like that. But I mean, exactly. it's not it's not rocket science as far as care or anything, but just as far as just the speed and the potential for a medically significant bite. You know, I would I would assign it a master level. What about you? No, I agree totally. They're not that difficult to keep, but uh, because of their their speed and um, 
and the significance of the bite, uh, it, it's definitely a master level. You, you want to have some experience, I would say, you know, a year or two experience and with a couple of different types of tarantulas um, before you want to keep this one. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to both say master. <laughs> yep. Agreed. Agreed. And then yeah. uh, the care. Okay. So for care, um, as far as an as far as an enclosure goes, um, you want to since it's an arboreal tarantula, it means it lives in trees. Um, you usually want to focus on something that's more height rather than than a, a larger footprint. Um, right. So something that can, you know, that I, I would say for a decent sized one, you know, something at least. What do, you, what do you say about 24 inches high at least 18 to 24 or something like that 18 to 24 yeah most yeah. of the cages i use were around 18 uh, a couple were 24 and mm -hmm. uh you know 12 by 12 works all right yeah. um you can even go eight by eight um or you can use you know smaller ones for for smaller uh species and but what adults i would say adults are 24 uh, 18 to 24 inches high and uh eight eight to 12 inches uh squared yeah it and pretty good as far as substrate um i would say it's it's not as important as with with some species but um because they don't spend a heck of a lot of time you know doing anything with it not not usually especially right. once they're adults um right. you know just your peat moss uh vermiculite the usual suspects um as far right. as I, I just use i just use peat um, I usually lean up a, a nice chunk of cork bark, mm -hmm. uh, leaning diagonal, and then they'll use generally make a home yep. at the bottom of that. They'll hang some web curtains, and uh, and then at night they come out and they climb around and they look for uh, they look for food and whatnot. And that's the time to catch them, and snaps and picks. Yep, and with food, uh, yeah, just the normal tarantula fare: uh, crickets, uh, roaches, invertebrates. Um, you know anything they can easily overpower. Yeah. yeah and that's the care and uh, now we're gonna do a little you know we just tell you a little bit about our own experiences with them um, um uh, I've never one, one other thing um yeah one other thing uh yeah because a lot of people are i don't think uh humidity is all that important um with this with that with this species um just so long as it has it has water available um yeah. and you don't let it completely dry out especially near near molting um yeah, but yeah, yeah I'm sorry to cut you off. A, I, I'm sorry. I generally, I, I, I didn't even mention the water, which, which we should have. Um, uh, definitely suggest a, a decent sized water dish. Um, and then generally, I, I keep it in a corner. And so I'll take my, uh, my, my tongs and I will, there's usually a space behind the, a little space between the cage and the, uh, and the actual water dish itself. And I'll poke kind of like a hole down into the dirt there. And then I'll overflow the water dish. The water will go down in there and get underneath the soil and, and, and moisten the bottom of the soil. And that helps keep uh, humidity up. And then it keeps the top soil dry, which most spiders prefer. And then that way you've always got enough humidity in there. You don't have to keep it wet in there. The bottom should only be a little bit wet. And then, you know, a good size water dish is basically enough humidity for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, I started actually keeping... Uh... Um, 
aquarium gravel in the water dishes. Um, yeah, I've been doing that for a long time as well. Yeah. So uh, don't use sponges, people. The pet stores are stupid. Don't use sponges. They're terrible for them. Um, the reason for the, the gravel is so you can have a nice, good-sized, kind of deep water dish, and your stupid crickets don't jump in there and commit suicide when, uh, you know, if it's open like that, they can jump, they can push off of those rocks and get out of there. Right. And if the water tends to get a, li get a little bit below the rock line there, um, I've seen witness tarantulas, including pokies, digging through the rocks to get to the water. Yeah. So, and then, and then the aquarium rocks are made for being in water, so you're not going to get mold and mildew and algae as you're not. Well, and then... And then once in a while, you can go through and uh, actually rinse it out and move stir the gravel around um, just so it doesn't stagnate yeah. for too long. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, they throw all kinds of garbage in there. So you have to wash your water dish out right. so often anyways. And then right. you want to if they throw dead stuff in there, you want to wash off those rocks a little bit so you don't have any bacteria in there. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a good, clean way to keep it in there. and You, you have a lot less dead and dead crickets in there. And yeah. Uh, you know, except for whatever they didn't eat <laughs> they don't throw it in there but they don't they don't commit suicide in there so and then also with, me, with pokies will. with them utilizing a such a high um enclosure um a taller enclosure you can also i mean you don't have to have it as spartan if you don't like you can get fancy with the decorations if you like i've even seen people that have incorporated uh live plants in there um sure sure and and to 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 great effect too. Um, the one thing I would caution about live plants is to make sure you know where your plants are from and they haven't been exposed to uh, pesticides, because that's sure, a yeah. that's a real thing. <laughs> um, the residual effects can actually kill your your prize yeah. prize uh, tarantula. So um, yeah, but I've seen people use all sorts of things, and and um, I I do have um enclosures like that with uh. I use artificial plants. I've not used uh, real ones, but yeah. A not lot of for people are into bio, bioactive tanks. Absolutely. Now and, uh, pokies, Absolutely. Pokies will do really well in a bioactive tank. It's not it's not necessary, but they'll they will thrive in a bioactive tank. And so Actually would probably be one of the better ones for it, yeah. For sure, yeah, because you're gonna have a little more humidity in there, and I'm sure they're mm -hmm. used to a lot of things and whatnot around. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's a great way to keep uh, uh, our arboreal species like that. Right. All right. And next on our list is uh, hobby availability. Uh, generally, they have been really easy to find in the hobby for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Maybe a slightly harder to get now with the bans on pokies and some of that stuff. There's, uh, you, this is not one that's on the ban list where you can't right. get from between states, but right. still, uh, right. it seems like you don't, less people want to breed the regalis because it's been in the hobby the longest. Everybody's trying to breed the more rare things. Um, to keep them in the hobby, or the so, blue uh, one. I mean, or the blue one. For that, <laughs> or the blue one. The holy grail, the holy <laughs> grail. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's that, but they're pretty readily readily available from most of the major dealers. Um. Okay. And breeding. Um. I have bred this species before. Uh, three times, I believe. Uh, yeah, three times. Um, and one time, actually, I got a, uh, a double clutch from one breeding. She made uh, two XX from one breeding. Um, and they were both, both successful. The second one was very small. 
So it was, I think, like yeah. only only like a, a couple dozen. So it was, yeah, it was she very small. Yeah, so, but she couldn't fit in the first pack. She saved her another pack. I, yeah, I don't know that that's how that works, but <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you say so, it sounds like a good, a good idea to me, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, uh, the largest uh, sack I got was like, um, I think 112. I believe if, I'm, if I remember correctly, or 111, something somewhere around there, somewhere around 100. Um, I, I I have notes someplace, but I for the life of me couldn't find them. I don't know. <laughs> right. Things, things, no things things I lost in the fire. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Um, what about you? This was actually this was actually my uh, second successful egg sack was a was a regala sack. Oh wow! And that I was, didn't know. Uh, yeah, well, it technically like my the first sack that I hatched out I got from a wild caught uh, pink toe, so I didn't actually breed it, but I did get the experience of hatching the egg sack, and then uh, right. uh, so technically, Pocilotheria regalis would be the first spider that I actually bred. You got a successful egg sack from and i got around 100 110 120 spiders from it and i believe i bred it once or twice more over the years i mm-hmm. have to go check my list to find out okay yeah, uh, so. yeah. and then uh, the last thing is uh something i stuck in here is uh is there a keeper card in there and uh we'll talk about keeper cards uh, a little later um, but yes, there are tarantula trading cards called keeper cards, and yes, there is a Pocilotheria regalis trading card uh, available for that. Um, does it have? What does it evolve into? <laughs> it's not a Pokemon. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Pokemon. Well, you know, it's got the whole pokey thing. Uh, you know, I was waiting. <laughs> So uh, I'm not going to do the thing that I said I was going to do. I'm going to do that later and add it in when I edit. So yeah. I will edit this part that I'm saying right now. And then... Um, Things you could have so, told me yesterday. <laughs> no, I just decided this when we started recording. Oh, I didn't want to do it. I want to do it and then add it in. All right. Um, because I think I'm running out of time with my headphones and oh, okay. people, the half the house being asleep. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'll edit this stuff out, uh, but uh, we gotta we we uh, we're gonna do a new uh, uh, closing segment. We're gonna start a closing segment. Uh, John, you want to tell them about uh, what it is and yep. how we're gonna do it? Well, okay. So tentatively, because you know so we've been tossing this idea around, but um, in future episodes, if we want to um, support and encourage captive breeding in the hobby in any any way we can. And, and, you know, we'd like for people to, to get uh, some accolades for their accomplishments in that area. So we want to start a new segment called Shout Out Your Sack. Um, everybody should be proud of their sack. No, so <laughs> we want you to uh, get, in, get in touch with us if you have, whenever you have a successful breeding sack. And we'll, like, you know, give you a little credit on, on future future episodes if you contact us at the tarantula way podcast on facebook and uh yeah, let us know what uh, go ahead go ahead oh sorry uh yeah uh, the tarantula way podcast on facebook and uh yeah if you've got uh if you've hatched out something you're proud of you've bred a spider and hatched out eggs uh babies 
uh, feel free to post pictures on our, on our feed there on the Tarantula Way podcast on Facebook. Um, and then, yeah, we'll definitely feature it on the podcast as well. And then people can see, see your pictures in there. Also, you can uh, get a hold of me on Instagram. I'm at michiganarachnids.com on Instagram. And John? Uh, on Instagram at along came a tarantula. There you go. So uh, we would really like to see that. And we would love to start uh, shouting out. It doesn't matter if you're, uh, you know, a big name dealer or you're just somebody who bred a tarantula for fun or whatever feel free to shout it out, you know, let everybody know what's going to be available or what is, you know, what you've got available now, what, what's going to be available in the future, you know, and, and uh, you know, take your pat on the back for, for adding more spiders to our hobby. And, and you deserve it. That's right. You do. And uh, you know, recently I found out that uh, 1% of America now has a tarantula as a pet. And that is it's bloody huge. It's, it's huge. When I started this 25 years ago, it was not easy to sell a tarantula. <laughs> <laughs> you stand at a reptile show and everybody looks at your table and runs away. It was, it was not, it was not. And that was, and wait, and that was the other was. vendors. Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, 1% of America, uh, you know, every so often, uh, they in quotations is, uh, they do surveys and they come out with America's favorite pets. And it's always number one, it's cat or dog or cat or dog or cat or dog. But for this year, out of the top 10, tarantulas made number 10. So that means 1% of America owns tarantulas. And that is very huge. Um, it's, it's, it's just unbelievably huge. And it, it, it makes me happy. And it's one of the reasons I wanted to start doing this. Because there's so many people and there's just so much misinformation on the internet. So, you know, you have a few places you can go to find good, solid information. So please shout out your sack. Shout it out. All right. So I think that's uh, everything for Teddy. You got anything else, John? Uh, no. I wanted to say some closing things, but um, you said that Disney will sue me. <laughs> <laughs> so... I guess I'm not going to say it. I was going to say this is the way, but I said, but I was told that I would be sued. <laughs> and along came a spider on Instagram. And along came a spider on Instagram. Send all your uh, cease and desist letters to <laughs> All right. Well, I think, uh, you know, my motto in tarantulas is keep it simple, stupid. So I'm going to sign off with that. All right. Well, with that, that is our Peace. show today, and turn in next week for another one. Please like, follow, and review. That will really help us and help other people find us. Please, please, please. All Thank right, you. people. Thank you. Thank you.